You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath, your drive time devotion. Sure to start your day. It's February 17th, a beautiful Thursday morning or afternoon whenever you're partaking of the program. So glad you could take time out of your day to spend time with us and get into the Word of God. My host today is Whitney Branham. How are you doing, Whitney? Great. How are you doing, Pastor Dan? Uh, Good. Glad to have you here with us today. We uh, take a chapter of the Bible, we read it, we spend some time in it, we do that at home. Uh, Some people do it at night before they go to bed, some people do it when they get up, some people do both. And uh, then we come down to the studio here at the Maryland campus of East Coast Christian Center, we read the chapter on the air and talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. We don't prepare a message. We just try to prepare our hearts. And then we let the Word of God speak, because every Word of God is God-breathed. And that's where we got the name Morning Breath. God breathes on His Word in the morning. So uh, tell the folks, Whitney, how they can get involved in the program. Absolutely. So we would love for you to follow along with us and read these chapters. Um, You can find out what chapters we're going to be doing on our East Coast app or eccc.us. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, or you can call our church offices at 321-452-1060. We could email you, we can mail you, um, but we would just love for you to get connected with us um, with Morning Breath. And this All those places are where you can also listen to past Morning Breath episodes, past sermons, um, and get info and events about what's going on here in East Coast. Absolutely. And a couple of announcements real quick before we get into the chapter today. Uh, Which one would you like to do? Uh, Whichever one. Do the leadership one. All right. Well, our leadership training started this month, and I would love for you to keep an eye out for more details. This is just an incredible way to grow as a leader. All of us are leaders, whether you see it that way or not. And um, our East Coast Christian University hosts this, um, but it's not you don't have to be attending the college to join the class. And so um, just keep an eye out for details on that. It's going to be an incredible time. Yep, so it'll uh, be the 17th, and uh, we had the first one on the 3rd, and the next one will be the 17th. It's from 7 to nine, uh, seven to 10, excuse me, on Thursday evening. In fact, uh, it's tonight is our next one, so be a great time for you to get involved in there. We're also having a Bunko brunch. What in the world's that? Well, Bunko's a game. I've never played it. I don't know what it is, but the ladies, all the ladies of, the, of all the campuses are invited to come to the Coco campus. On the 19th, Saturday the 19th, the third Saturday of each month, this Saturday the 19th, 11 to 1, they're going to have a brunch and play Bunko, and there is child care. So if you want to get in there and have a good time and have somebody look after your kids for a little bit, it's a great place to do it. Get to know some other ladies in the church. Just a fun time, and we believe in having fun here at East Coast Christian Center. Yeah. Love God. Love church. Love life. Yes. Yeah, I love it. Anyway, so that's going on. We are going to get into the chapter. We're in Ruth chapter 4, so we've done the whole book this week. And uh, which translation are you reading from? I'm going to be reading New Living Translation. New Living. So I'm going to be reading New King James. There are 22 verses, but it's split up so that the last few verses are very short. So I'm actually going to read through verse 9. Okay. And then let you take it from 10 to the end. It's about the same amount of reading. Okay. 
Help Sounds me get good. started. New King James Version. All right, Pastor Dan, I say to you, read, sir. Now Boaz went up to the gate and sat down there. And behold, the close relative of whom Boaz had spoken came by. So Boaz said, come aside, friends, sit down here. So he came aside and sat down. He took 10 men of the elders of the city and said, sit down here. So they sat down. Then he said to the close relative, Naomi, who is excuse me, who has come back from the country of Moab, sold the piece of lamb which belonged to our brother Elimelech. And I thought to inform you, saying, buy it back, in the presence of the inhabitants and the elders of my people. If you redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there is no one but you to redeem it, and I am next after you. And he said, I will redeem it. And Boaz said, on the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you must also buy it from Ruth, the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance. Then the close relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I ruin my own inheritance. You redeem my right of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now, this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging to confirm anything. One man took off his sandal and gave it to the other, and this was a confirmation in Israel. Therefore, the close relative said to Boaz, buy it for yourself. So he took off his sandal, and Boaz said to the elders and all the people, you are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilion's and Malon's from the hand of Naomi. And with the lynn I have acquired Ruth, the Moabite widow of Malon, to be my wife. This way she can have a son to carry on the family name of her dead husband and to inherit the family property here in this hometown. You are all witnesses today. Then the elders and all the people standing in the gate replied, We are witnesses. May the Lord make this woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, from whom all the nation of Israel descended. May you prosper in Ephrath and be famous in Bethlehem. And may the Lord give you descendants by this young woman who will be like those of our ancestor Perez, the son of Tamar and Judah. So Boaz took Ruth into his home and she became his wife. When he slept with her, the Lord enabled her to become pregnant, and she gave birth to a son. Then the women of the town said to Naomi, Praise the Lord, who has now provided a redeemer for your family. May this child be famous in Israel. May he restore your youth and care for you in your old age. For he is the son of your daughter-in-law, who loves you and has been better to you than seven sons. Naomi took the baby and cuddled him to her breast, and she cared for him as if he were her own. The neighbor women said, Now at last Naomi has a son again, and they named him Obed, and he became the father of Jesse and the grandfather of David. This is the genealogical record of their ancestor Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Amenadab. Amenadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz. Boaz was the father of Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse. And Jesse was the father of David. Ah, Amen. You know what's interesting here? Uh, verse 6, and this is just a wild thought. It says, uh, the cr- close relative, this other person that was closer relative than Boaz and had a greater right to redeem the land. And I guess I should explain all that. Back in, in this time, 
the, the land belonged to God, and God had given the land to the Israelites by tribe. And so certain tribes and, and certain uh, families owned certain land, and God never wanted that to change. He didn't want my family to buy all of Whitney's land when she was in a tough situation so that my family then owned the land. God wanted that the people who owned the land would always own the land, and that kind of helped, you know, stop the rich from taking advantage of the poor. They didn't always do it right. In fact, you know, that was one of the reasons the Bible said that the Israelites went in captivity, because they were taking advantage of the poor. But as this guy was doing this, he he makes this statement as he's trying to, you know, he says, oh, I'll do it. And then when he says, but you also have to marry Ruth the Moabitess. He said, well, uh, I cannot redeem it for myself lest I ruin my own inheritance. You do it. Now think about that for a minute. He was afraid of ruining his own inheritance. But the truth is, we don't know his name. Right. We don't know his family's name. Yep. Their family name is now wiped off from record and Mm -hmm. nobody has any. But Boaz and Obed and Jesse and David are in the Christ line. Yep. You see the difference of someone who redeems someone, loves someone, cares for someone, helps someone, all those things doesn't ruin their inheritance. See, what would happen here is if he married uh, Ruth, this guy would have married Ruth and she had a son, now he would have to share his inheritance with this new son. Mm -hmm. So I want to buy the land, but he said, I don't want them to end up with it again. Sure. And so he was actually doing exactly what God said not to do and taking advantage of the poor, whereas Boaz was quite willing to let, to have a son through Ruth and let that son then inherit all the land of Elimelech and Naomi owned originally and begin to, you know, continue the line that way. So, you know, that, it just, to me, it's like, it's almost, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not glad this guy missed out, but it is fitting that you know when you choose to, to choose to be selfish the bible says there's one who tends to holding on and it ends up lacking there's yes. one who tends to give it all away and ends up with more than he had in the beginning mm-hmm. it's a, a great example in scripture of that happening yeah i absolutely love that just all the integrity and i i was thinking similarly um but instead more about uh ruth and just mm. her integrity um and doing the right thing. You know, it would have been much easier earlier in the book, if you've listened to the other episodes, for her to just stay in her hometown and stay with Mm. her family and all Mm. that kind of stuff. But she decided um, to stick with Naomi. And, you know, God says that he will uh, give us pressed down, shaken together, pouring into our lap. And we see that with her just bit of faithfulness to Naomi. Look at the faithfulness that God showed her through Boaz Mm. so much like farther above, um, than what she even did. And what she did was a lot. So, um, I just loved seeing that. And honestly, throughout this whole book, you know, God himself is not mentioned a lot, but you see (laughs) all of these themes. Um, and it's fun to just like to think about the integrity and the faithfulness and um, all of these things that you can see reflected um, in these characters. And it's so obvious that God is through all of it. 
Yeah, and you know, when you think about Elimelech originally left Israel and displayed a lack of integrity. Yeah. He didn't stay in the land God told him to stay in. He went to actually the enemy of Israel's land, Moab. God called him his wash bowl. Uh, Moab with his wash bowl that should be the wash bowl of Israel. Um, someplace you clean your hands. Um, that's kind of an expression for wash your hands. That's when all of our expressions, I believe, go back to the Bible. You know, I'm going to wash my hands of that. That mm-hmm. actually goes back to God saying, Israel, you should treat them as dirty wash water. Don't have anything to do with them anymore. Um, anyway, long story short, he started out with a lack of integrity, moving away from God, doing the wrong thing. And really, this book opens with three funerals. It's mm-hmm. almost like a bad movie title, Three fun- Funerals and a Wedding. Mm-hmm. But it ends in a wedding, right. and it ends in a celebration, it ends in an inheritance, it ends in, a, in, a, in an heir yes. uh, there. So it's just a great story of redemption. And what's great is, you know, Naomi and, and Elimelech made a wrong choice, in my opinion. And yet God's redemption still came to their lives. Yep. And I need that because I don't always make the perfect choice. I don't, I'm not perfect. I, I don't do always the right thing. I don't always say the right thing at the right time. But yet God in his mercy gives me redemption. And it's a great picture of that in this, in this family. Right. Um, the other thing, I, I, I had to ask this question, you know, why would this guy not do it? He obviously gave the reason, lest I ruin my own inheritance. So he's saying, look, I don't want to share with another, another kid who's going to start a whole other family. And, and, you know, I've already got kids and a wife, probably. Mm-hmm. And so that would make it hard. Uh, but I also asked the question, was prejudice involved? Because mm. she was a Moabitess. Right. Uh, she was dark skinned in comparison to the Israelites. Was there a, a sense of, oh, well, no, I don't want her you know, type of thing going on as well. And so I I don't want to pick on this guy too much, but what prejudice does in our lives is it separates us, and I believe, very often from those who actually have what we need in our lives. Yep. And so when we look at someone and say, oh, I don't like them because of the way they look or the color of their skin or the country they're from or their financial station or I don't like them because they're a man or I don't like them because they're a woman, whatever reason we choose to be prejudiced, what we do is we separate ourselves from them. And who knows but God, whether or not God has put in them something that we need in our lives. Yep. And so in this case, very definitely he did. We see that he's bring, God's bringing forth the Christ line yep. from this generation. And if this guy would have been the kinsman redeemer he needed to be, he would have been in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And what an incredible thing. The other thing I noticed in here when it does the, the genealogy, and of course she wouldn't be mentioned because women are not often mentioned in genealogy. Uh, in fact, they weren't mentioned in, in Jewish genealogy. That no Orpah, the one, the, the one sister yep. or sister-in-law that said, I'm not going to stay. But if you go to Matthew 
and read the genealogy, God does include women in that genealogy. Yes. Um, he uses Ruth and he uses uh, uh, her, you know, who Solomon, uh, no, David, uh, speaking of Bathsheba. Uh, so God very much includes women in it, whereas the Jewish culture didn't very often include women in it. So I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah. I, uh, I love looking at this story because we do get to see just another woman in the Christ line. Um, and just like you were saying, um, I, I love seeing this and seeing, um, looking at this whole family redeemer situation again, just kind of back to, um, God's faithfulness to these people that have been faithful to him. You know, I was talking about how, um, you know, really Ruth got so much out of this, just being faithful to Naomi. And then God um, really blesses her with Boaz. But then at the end of the day, you really think down the genealogy and it's like (laughs) Boaz was not the redeemer. The redeemer was Jesus Christ. Um, And it's amazing that both Ruth and Boaz got to be a part of that. And you know that that's something that they could not see at the time. And of course, (laughs) Jesus like has already come and all of that stuff. But it just it makes me reflect and think about um, what could I be missing out on um, or what could God have coming for me that's good when I just walk in integrity and walk in faithfulness and walk in his plan. Um, They had no idea that they were a part of the Christ line, um, but you know, they were. Um, and so, I don't know. It's just another well, encouraging just thing shows for me. It shows you how important little things are. Yes. You do the uh, the right little things, and you do them for the right reason. Yes. Because the other thing I, I, I could pull out of here, and I don't want to stretch anything, but when you look at this Kingsman Redeemer, we don't know who he is. And then we look at Boaz. He was going to redeem them possibly for his own benefit to get the land. Yep. Possibly because that's what the law in Leviticus said you had to do. Mm. And so being the nearest kinsman redeemer, he's confronted with these 10 elders and Boaz and saying, look, this is your job. Kind of like he had to do it. Mm. And but Boaz was doing it for a different reason. So we have law and we have love. Yep. And so we have the I'm going to do something because I'm supposed to. I'm going to do something because I, I love Ruth. Yeah. It was very obvious that he cared very much for Ruth. And, and uh, from the moment he saw, saw her you know, gleaning in his own field and always blessed her and, and was kind to her and spoke life to her and responded to her when she laid down at his feet as a sign of humility and submission, he responded. And, and really, that's a picture of humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Yeah. You know, the humble person. How do you how do you end up being a leader? We talked about a leadership class. One of the ways, if you want to lead, submit yourself and serve somebody else. Yep. What, what do you talk about? I, I said I wanted to lead. Yeah. Best way to learn leadership is through submission. No one has any authority in, the, in God's kingdom today that's not submitted. We have to first submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up in due time. Yep. There's just a, a picture here of, of life that I think we all need and uh, is, is powerful. And it's just great to see this family go from barrenness and brokenness to fruitfulness yeah. and wholeness. So, you know, I think that's what God wants for every family out there. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah. So the other thing I'd say in this chapter that I that I thought I'd bring up, and I think it's interesting because here I am in a room uh, where each of my legs is older than the two people in here combined. <laughs> um, I, I'm in here with two young people. Uh, Nick's 22. Is that right? Whitney, how old are you? 22. Wow. It's, it's a great number. Uh, so <laughs> I'm old. I'm more than three times older than these guys. But here's what I've learned in my life is make sure you're kind, thoughtful, and helpful to the young because the young may end up being your boss someday. They may be the person in charge someday. And it's just like in this case, Obed, who, you know, a a Ruth, kind of an unseen person in the world, a foreigner, a woman, Mm -hmm. um, a widow, all three strikes against her in her station in, in Jewish culture, maybe unseen or undesired, especially by this Kingsman Redeemer, ends up being a person of authority, wealth, and strength, and ends up being the grandmother of King David. Yep. You know, there's a really good chance that when David became king, this lady was still around. A lot of times we forget about that. We look and say, oh, yeah, that's happening. Well, most people I know, especially you guys' age, have grandmas. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still around. Right. And so Ruth could have experienced being related to the king mm. um, of the entire nation of Israel. Uh, I don't know. It's just you need to be careful how you treat people. And don't do it because, oh, no, they might become my boss. I'm not saying it that way. But what I've experienced is if you treat young people properly, then young people give you the respect that you need and deserve and maybe are there for you when you need something in life when maybe tasks are harder, where you've got more wisdom than you do strength, they're around to serve you and help you and be a, be a blessing to you. And so, I don't know, I just, I just, if you're out there and you're like me, a little bit older, I would encourage you, make sure you treat young people, uh, people who are different from you, people who aren't in a position to help you now. Uh, treat them well, because you never know where they're going to end up or what they're going to do in life. Um, you know, you might, they might end up being a star pitcher for a baseball team or, you know, a quarterback for an NFL team or the president of the United States. Who knows who right. they'll be. But honor is everyone's, everyone, whether they've earned it or not, deserves honor and respect. Yes. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age, or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. 
Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know what's amazing is during this time, Ruth, uh, verse 18 of the former chapter says, Then Naomi said, Sit still, my daughter, until you know how the matter will turn out, for the man will not rest until he's concluded the matter this day. There's, there needs to be, on Ruth's part now, faith. To sit and wait, not try to manipulate the situation, not go down and be rude to this other kinsman redeemer to make sure he doesn't want her, not, you know, try to try to finagle. You know, there's so many things that we try to do based on reason. Mm. And how can I get this? Or how can I do this? If, if, if God's in it, you can rest in that God will finish what he starts. Philippians 1.6. Yes. That he, Christ will complete the good work 
that he's begun in us. And I just want to encourage everybody out there, keep believing, stand in faith. Absolutely. And I think on that same note, um, the instructions Naomi gave Ruth before that moment were super strange, but Ruth trusted <laughs> Naomi. To lay down um, by his feet? Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. And, but Ruth trusted her. Um, and so I think that's just ultimately we got to trust people that have are trustworthy and are listening to God and then at the end of the day trust God and he will be faithful to us yes that's a great great thing Whitney hey you guys have a great day and uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning same time same place God bless bye Whitney bye we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the morning breath podcast if you did we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.